so many options out there to consider, but focus on one thing at a time. Hone in on one skill, on one thing that you want to do and like master it and then move on to the next thing. Welcome back to Business Talk, the TikTok marketing podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want real strategies to generate leads and sales directly from TikTok. I'm your host, Austin Armstrong, and I'll be interviewing real business owners from every industry that are leveraging TikTok to grow their business. You can connect with me on TikTok at SocialtyPro. Let's jump into today's episode. My guest today is Olivia Kelleher. Olivia is a full-time college student who turned her hobby into full-on freelancing business. As a social media manager and content creator, Olivia works between two to three hours per day on her business. She loves sharing her journey and hopes to inspire others to take action, to build up multiple streams of income in order to build themselves up financially for financial freedom later in life. Olivia, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Your uh, your content is awesome. Uh, sort of similar to, to some videos that I create. So it's awesome to chat with you. And I've learned a ton from your your videos. And uh, it's just so nice to, to have you here and kind of deep dive into things. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I followed you a while ago. And I, I love some of the websites that you put out there. They're really kind of cool. <laughs> Thanks. We have such a a small uh, but mighty marketing uh, TikTok community on the platform. <laughs> so tell me, tell me a little bit uh, about your your background. So I know you're in college now, but kind of what's your what's your origin story? What led you up to this point? All right, so I am a senior in college. I'll be graduating in about thirty days, and two years ago, wow, it's already been two years. Um, two years ago, so August of 2020, I. My mom kind of sat me down and she was like, Olivia, I'm not really sure if we're going to be able to pay for school. Like, you know, we were in a pretty tough financial spot at the time. And I honestly didn't think I was going to go back in the fall. So she sat me down and it was kind of like a very eye-opening moment for me. I'm like, I kind of need to do something about this if I want to get my degree and graduate within the next two years. So I found Alex Fasulo online and I started reading a bunch of business books. And honestly, I didn't expect much of it. I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to open up a Fiverr account, see what happens. Um, and I tell everyone my goal at first was to make $30, you know, a week. And then I could just use that for textbooks and going out with friends and stuff. Um, and I scaled it up a lot quicker than expected. And that's when I kind of realized that, you know, maybe I can make some money online. Um, and I hit my first like thousand dollar mark four months later in December. And I was like, okay, let's see where we can go with this. So I got into affiliate marketing and, you know, YouTube videos. And I started out on TikTok and originally on TikTok, I was like, well, I'm just going to vlog my journey and see where it takes me and see what happens. And then I kind of blew up on TikTok and yeah, the rest is kind of history. And then I realized that I love social media and I was like, you know what, why not make it into a business? So now I just do freelance social media management for people. That's awesome. Um, so just to... What was that first video that that blew up? Was it one or was it a combination of a couple videos? Which one like really took off? So the first one that got a lot of views, um, well, I thought was a lot of views at the time, which I guess still is a lot of views. I get about 10,000 views on a video talking about, uh, I think it was college textbooks or something. It was a duet with someone talking about like college textbooks. And 
I didn't think I was going to get any followers from that because it was a do du- like a duet video, but I got quite a few followers from it. And then I made another one. It was more of like a clickbaity one for like affiliate marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. And that one took off. Um, and then I made it my real video that took off that got me a lot of followers was uh, I was talking about selling Amazon, um, no coloring books, coloring books from Fiverr and like just selling them um, to people. And you can make some extra money from that. And that one got like about 6.8 million views. Wow. Yeah. And it's crazy because that video still gets like likes and views today, Mm -hmm. um, two years later. So yeah, that was the first video. And then I had another video go viral over the summer because I had one of my best months ever. And I just decided to like share that with people. And I got like two and a half million views. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, those are the two videos. That's amazing. And uh, so how long have you been on TikTok now? Since I think my first video ever was December of 2021 or no, last year's 2020, 2020. So okay, got it. Yeah. So it's been about a year, a little over a year. Very cool. And and you're at about 360,000 followers right now. Is that what I saw? Yeah. It's incredible. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you. Yeah. Huge. So out of curiosity, what are you going to school for? Mechanical engineering. Oh, that is, uh, so not like business or marketing. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, never thought I'd be on TikTok creating videos from people and doing business stuff. Nope. (laughs) I bet. That's so, that's so fascinating. So just, just to dive into that a little bit, why, why engineering? Um, I was always a big fan of it in like high school and stuff. I took a bunch of like STEM classes in high school and, you know, pays good money. So I'm like, might as well go to school for it. Um, yeah, I've always like taking things apart, putting them together and just math. So I was like, you know what, let's just see where it takes me. Um, I wasn't like super passionate about it. Like some people are that go into engineering. I just thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. So now, you know, you're at a, an, an interesting, uh, uh, impasse in your life, right? You're about to graduate. You're about to get this, uh, this amazing degree potentially enter into the workforce or an internship. Dep- I, I don't know the in, uh, the engineering space that well, but you know what? Um, what are your plans? Are you are you thinking about jumping into this career? Are you going to keep the you know all your amazing side hustle stuff uh, on the side? Are you going to go all in on freelancing, start an agency or something, or some sort of combination? Where are you heading? The goal is to dive into the freelancing. Okay. Uh, my logic is I have, I'm going to get the degree. It can always be my plan B if, you know, social media decides to die out, which I don't think it will, but you know, worst comes to worst. I can always go back on my degree if I want to, but doing what I'm doing has made me realize I don't want to work for somebody else. <laughs> so I would love it if maybe in the next few years I can start my own like engineering company. Um, combine what I've learned with business and marketing and stuff and just kind of be the boss in charge and combine it with my engineering degree. And so did you teach yourself all of these skill sets just from the ground up? You you said you you found some creators, you read some books. Uh, Did you just really learn by doing? Yeah, everything was, I didn't know any of this going into it. I took some courses online. Um, and I read a lot of books. I'm still reading a lot of books. Um, but yeah, everything was self-taught. I did not know anything about this going into it. Well, you, you certainly hit, a, a vein and you just, 
you've nailed uh, messaging, which is one of the most important aspects of, of good marketing. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on um, on why your content resonated with so many people so fast, you know, how you open those videos, you know, how you communicated in, in it. Why do you think it's been working so well so fast? I think in the beginning, um, I was just documenting a lot of my life. So my videos didn't really have any purpose, I guess. It was just like, oh, here's a day in my life as a college student, an engineering student who's running a business. Or, you know, that duet video that I had of, you know, college textbooks. I think I resonated with a lot of people my age at first. Um, and since we were in the middle of a global pandemic and people were out of work, I was kind of telling people like, oh, here's how I'm making money online right now. And, you know, that space always takes off with mm-hmm. stuff. So I think that was kind of like my real big thing was people resonated with that. And they were like, oh, it's COVID. I need to make some extra cash online. And yeah, I was just always super open and transparent about everything. You know, if I made like, if I had like a milestone or something, I shared it with people and like, I showed them the evidence with it. I wasn't, you know, I was very transparent about everything from the very beginning. Um, And yeah, I kind of just shared a lot behind the scenes too. So I think that really kind of hit hard with people. Yeah, that's awesome. That transparency is is so needed in that space because there are a bunch of, um, scammy people, if you will, in the affiliates in particular and how to make money online, uh, niche is, you know, sort of a subcategory of, of marketing topics is the specific people of, of how to make money online. And, you know, it's, it's almost a running joke at this point of, of the people that say like, I'll show you how to make money, but you have to buy my course in order to to do it. Right. And then it, it, you know, is that question of like, would you have the money if you didn't have the course? And that's where the skepticism comes from. But I love your, your origin story and you're actually sharing and documenting your process, uh, which is so important in this, in this space. So, um, so you're doing incredible on, on TikTok. I think we had set this up through Instagram. So you're doing a good job there too. Are you leveraging any other uh, social media platforms uh, as well? Are you leveraging TikTok to grow or cross-pollinating your, or repurposing your content or anything like that? Yeah, so I am repurposing my content. Um, I put it on YouTube Shorts, Pinterest, um, Instagram Reels. Like if you look at my Instagram, there's no there's no static posts. I really don't do much with Instagram because um, yeah. it's kind of, it's been through a lot the past year and a half. So yeah. I've just been, uh, I'm not a big fan of Instagram right now, but yeah, I repurposed all of my videos. Um, I used to do it all myself, but it would it would take me enough time where it was just annoying. So I ended up hiring out a virtual assistant to do it for me. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like it'll take up that much time, but like it, it really does if you're doing it every single day. Um, and I use a um, a social media like scheduler slash planner app as well, and that helps significantly with everything. That's awesome, and. Um... So we had mentioned earlier on that that you you talk a lot about multiple streams of income that you help other businesses with and that you have yourself. Could you highlight some of those uh, the streams of income that you're that you currently have in place and and even more specifically that you're leveraging TikTok to generate for you? Yeah. So obviously freelancing, um, my social media business is like the biggest source of my income. Um, affiliate marketing is also huge. Anyone who's not into affiliate marketing, do not overlook its power. Um, coaching, I do coaching calls as well. So 
I kind of take that as like a separate form of an income stream because it's not really tied in with my business. It's kind of a separate thing. Um, content creation for other companies, um, sponsorship deals with other companies. Um, what's the other big one? I used to have um, Amazon KDP journals I'd sell and I, oh, cool. I made maybe like 10 bucks off of that over the summer. So it uh-huh. wasn't really a big stream of income, but it was something. And then like investments and stuff like that through, you know, stocks and stuff. That's awesome. And so are you actively creating specific content for each one? Are people just like naturally gravitating to the link in your bio? Or can you tell us a little bit about your process of highlighting each of these revenue streams in your content? So I have a stand with me link in my bio. I've gone through probably every imaginable link that you can put in there. Milkshake, Beacons, Linktree. I like this one best um, because it takes in, so like you can process payments through there. Um, So any, oh, that's another thing. I have digital downloads is another income stream I have. Um, So any of my digital downloads and my coaching calls, they go directly through there. So that's kind of how I leverage it on TikTok. Um, But yeah, I also have the links on my websites and stuff like that. My video process for like making money for the certain affiliate links though, it, kind of just depends on what I'm feeling that day. I'm an affiliate for like probably 20 different companies <laughs> and not all of them bring in like the same amount of money. It depends sure. on if some of them are more high ticket. Yeah. Um, so my marketing strategy is different for each of them, obviously. So sometimes it's better if I mention in a YouTube video or I just had a video that went like sort of viral on TikTok talking about um, Jasper, which is an AI company or an a like an AI platform that I use for all my writing stuff. And, you know, right before I made the video, I put the link in my TikTok bio um, and I keep it up for, I don't know, maybe like two or three weeks, depending on how the video is performing. And then I take it down because I don't want to overpopulate my link and stuff like that. Because if you have too many links in your bio, then people are going to overlook stuff. So that's kind of my strategy with that. That's awesome. And could you dive a little deeper into like any sort of funnels that you have uh, from TikTok? So you mentioned Stan, uh, which is an awesome tool. I'm probably going to switch over to that myself. I'm currently using Beacons, um, but Stan is is awesome. And I was just talking to, uh, I don't know if you know, Megan Gersh. Uh, I just had her on the show yesterday. We were talking about it too. Um, so Stan is awesome. But yeah, tell me about like your funnels? Are you capturing emails and doing like a drip campaign or any, any sort of other follow-up like retargeting or what funnels you got in place? So right now it's all through Stan. Um, so I have a bunch of like lead magnets that I have for people. So I have like an engagement question, lead magnet for like just social media engagement questions. Um, I have a TikTok cheat sheet for people. Um, so that's how I grab all those emails. Um, in the beginning. And then I lead them to my digital offers that I have. So I have a notion template for uh, TikTok videos that I use. Um, and I sell that for like 20 bucks around there, depending on, you know, how it performs and stuff. But so that's kind of my process right now. When I was heavy into affiliate marketing stuff, I was using Builderall. Um, so it's similar to ClickFunnels. You've probably heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, I wasn't about to spend hundred dollars a month on ClickFunnels when I yeah, wasn't making yeah. a lot of money. Sure. Um, and Builderall is a cheaper option and it's, it's honestly great. It's just once I shifted my platform 
over to more social media stuff and talking about freelancing more, I didn't, I didn't see the return on the investment for having it every single month. So that's when I just switched over to Stan. Um, and it's, it's honestly worked pretty fine. I also use, yeah, I use Stan to collect most of my emails now. That's awesome. And um, if you feel comfortable with me uh, asking you this question, so since December, since you started uh, uh, on TikTok, approximately how much money have you made specifically from TikTok for all of these uh, monetization avenues? So to this date, I think I've made about fifty-one thousand dollars in my in my business in total, and right. I credited all the TikTok because. From August of 2020 until I started my TikTok, I made about $700. Mm-hmm. And after that, once I had those few viral videos and, you know, that can like consistent audience that was with me, um, that's when everything took off. And yeah, I hit over 50 grand uh, like last week or something. Hey, congratulations. That is, that is huge. Life-changing revenue for um, anybody, uh, let alone a college student. I mean, that's incredible. I know. Incredible. I know. Is your, mom, and is your mom proud? They are. Oh my God. So my parents didn't <laughs> even know what I did for the longest time. Like my, my dad was so afraid that I had like an OnlyFans going and I'm like, no, I promise. Like that is not what's going on here. Like here is like my social media. You can look through yeah. my content, but I was just so embarrassed to share it with them. Yeah. And I didn't tell them until like maybe six months ago. <laughs> but oh. yeah. No, congratulations. That is so cool. Um, and so, uh, you work with a lot of clients, uh, a lot of businesses, entrepreneurs, who do you primarily work with uh, as far as social media management and, and coaching? So it's a lot of people in the freelancing realm. So one of my clients right now, um, they're developing software for uh, financial software for freelancers. Um, and then one of my coaching clients is also a freelancer on Fiverr. So it's mostly people who are in the same space as me who, um, I can kind of relate to, um, like I don't take on, I did work with a, a woman who is like a makeup artist kind of, and I was managing her social media for a while. Um, great woman. We had a pretty good relationship, but I quickly realized that since I didn't understand the space as much and I wasn't like my voice didn't match her voice. Yeah. Um, that's why we ended up parting ways, but it was, you know, very amicable. Nothing was wrong there, but it's mostly people who, are in the freelancing realm as well, or who have um, companies tailored towards freelancers. Yeah, I, you just hit on something so Im- important there. I want to dive a little bit deeper of, um, you know, picking the right clients to work with, because there's a lot of success that can happen from a platform like TikTok and just in in general in life. You put yourself out there. You're going to get results. You're going to get people that um, that come your way and ask uh, for help, uh, even if it's something way outside of your your wheelhouse. This is a hard lesson I've learned over and over again as well. Like we we tried to work with a beauty or um, a makeup product one time, like uh, um, it was body butters and and stuff like that, and it was pretty clear early on that like we probably should not have worked with her. Uh, yeah. It just wasn't, you know, and you want to help as many people as you can, but you have to sometimes recognize where your strengths are. And is this a good use of anybody's time? Uh, because exactly. the money is just a, you know, an irrelevant thing uh, because building a long-term business relationship 
will yield better results anyway than taking on every client. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how you recognize, you know, what sort of questions you ask or how you sort of address if you think a client is, is going to be a good fit for you and it, whether you take them on or not. So I actually have an application I make everyone fill out before I work with them. Hmm, and smart. it's right in my TikTok bio. So if anyone wants to check it out or if you want to work with me, um, it's right there. But some of the questions I ask are like, I ask about monthly budget. Um, I have worked with numerous clients where you get overworked for the price that, you know, the price that they can give you. So there's that question. I also ask what sort of services they're looking for. Um, Cause my prime one is TikTok management, but I can also do Twitter and stuff like that. If, you know, I'm looking to upsell a client. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ask them for their social media handles and their website. And you can learn a lot from someone based off of like what their social media and their website looks like. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I narrow things down. And if I see someone that I think would be a good fit, I set up a discovery call with them and just, you know, ask them some questions and basically they give me their, their story and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, we kind of take it from there. And I, I like meeting with people before I make a definite decision, but mm-hmm. if right away I can tell what the budget isn't there, then I typically don't reach out because that is a huge important factor for me. I'm not going to waste my time yeah. working for someone who isn't going to pay me properly. Yeah, totally agree. And, and so what are the next steps you, you, it's a good fit. It's a good match. You're ready to help. They're ready. How do you sort of uh, work with them on crafting a, a content strategy? So I send over a proposal. Um, I typically have like three tiers um, of options um, after we figure out kind of like what their pain points are and stuff like that. I don't like talking about money on the call just because mm-hmm. everyone is going to have a different solution sure. tailored towards them. So we go from there and then I love using Notion to keep track of everything. So mm-hmm. I make a separate Notion page specifically for that new client that I'm onboarding. And yeah, we kind of just keep all of their information in there. And then based off of like one of the clients that I'm working with right now, we have, it's like a month long, 12 TikTok videos for that month. So I come up with the, or 16 videos for that month. So I come up with about 25 different options and ideas that I have. I write them down and then the clients kind of look through them, see what they're a fan of, what they're not comfortable creating, um, stuff like that. And then I kind of build off from there. And since I also manage their Instagram and their Twitter, I use those TikTok videos as inspiration for the Instagram posts and the Twitter posts. That way I'm not doing twice as much work trying to come up with new content ideas. That's awesome. And what advice would you offer to the the freelancer that has been inspired by this episode that's listening right now? They want to get started. They want to put themselves out there. They want to grow on TikTok and, and generate multiple streams of income. What what is the best advice that you would offer for them to get started? I would say there's so much, so many options out there to consider, but focus on one thing at a time. Uh, The moment that you start trying to do affiliate marketing and content creation and, you know, starting your own company and just all these different things at once, like you're going to burn yourself out very quickly. Hone in on one skill, on one thing that you want to do and like master it and then move on to the next thing. Um, Cause I, I realized that very quickly back in like January when I was, my TikTok took off, I was like, Oh, I'm going to try all these different things. And it 
bites you in the butt way quicker mm-hmm. than you think. So just focus on one thing. Um, it's going to be a little bit longer. It's not, you know, you're not going to get rich quick. Like yeah. as much as you want that to happen, it's not going to happen if you want it to be sustainable. So just focus on one thing at a time. That's great advice. Olivia, this was uh, phenomenal. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your wisdom with me and, and um, everyone listening right now. If anyone wants to follow you or get in touch with you, learn more, uh, where can they get a hold of you? So all of my social media handles are just at Olivia Kelleher. Um, and then my website is oliviakelleher.com. So you can find me there. Fantastic. Thank you so much again for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Business Talk. If you feel like you're ready to get started on TikTok, I have a completely free TikTok checklist that you can find in the show notes and description of this episode. If you found this episode inspiring, consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform. I know that's a lot to ask of you, but it really does help the podcast reach more people. Do you have any feedback about the show or a guest you'd like to recommend? Email me at podcast at socialtypro.com. Until next time.